0: Reveille, reveille, donks. Look at us now, tip to tip. This is our life. This is our passion. That's the spirit we bring to this show. I'm Luke Thomas. I'm
1: Brian Campbell. This is Morning Combat.
0: Buggery, buggery, donks. Yes, it is Friday. You know what that means. BC running the show. This is morning combat friday january 8th the 2021 in your face hole brian campbell coming at you cbs sports uh you know what i'm saying right this is the guy this is the life this is what i do this is my passion I have a partner in crime, though, three days a week live, and this might be the best day because BC on the controls, the orange background, no J. Let me bring in a hairy bastard, the nation's finest from the nation's capital. He's the best in the world at what he does. His name is Luke Thomas of CBS Sports. Luke, it's a crazy time to be alive. I appreciate the, the, the Syria, the seriosity that you put forth, you put a good faith effort on your Thursday live chat to solve the world's problems. And I appreciate that. How are you holding up? Just what? Two blocks away from the craziness there in well, D.C.
1: Not quite two blocks, more like two miles. But remember on Wednesday... I I I even said on the show I was like oh today's gonna be a crazy day and even I didn't think it was gonna be as crazy as it was but I thought you were f-
0: I thought you were Luke Fauciing me when you said that I'm like oh how how crazy is it gonna get Luke okay, <laughs> yeah
1: really pretty, you know? pretty pretty fucking crazy it turns out but uh. <laughs> All's well that ends well, I guess. So uh, everything's fine. I think I'm good. I'm happy to be doing the show today. I can say uh, that latest for sure.
0: reports though is the guy with the with the horns on was smearing poop on the walls, according to the Orlando Sentinel inside. Yeah, inside. The Apparently, conference. they
1: call him the Q Anon Shaman. I guarantee you, he's an MMA fan that I've blocked on Twitter at some point. So uh, okay. you know, all right, it's close. To <laughs>
0: well, you know, it certainly wasn't easy in DC, but Luke and BC certainly. Making it look easy today. Plenty of headlines coming your way in the world of combat sports. Some fun segments. Uh, it's Friday, right? There's nothing to preview for this weekend, but take your pants off just the same. By the way, uh, very
1: quickly, very quickly, BC. Speaking of taking your pants off, I ha- you, you, you fucking no-sold it. But I have to give a shout-out to all of the commenters on your video interview with PVZ. All of them are about what a low-key, maybe even high-key horndog you are. Not they true. were hilarious, and I was guffawing as I was reading them
0: couple of them were correct when she did use the word (laughs) tripod it was very hard to uh to uh you know to not break down (laughs) like well yeah well uh, indeed indeed all right then uh you know nice nice fighter nice nice great great guest on our show uh more on that to come uh here's the deal on this show though uh it's morning combat it's the best thing going in your life you know what you should be doing in your life if you live in the lower 48 parading around in our merch so please head on over to store.show.com Put on this little bit of a dad hat here. Get a uh, a nice when wind- It's cold as balls out there. Get a nice beanie here for your Uncle Felipe, everyone in your life. Uh, Luke, you wear that green hoodie almost as much as my wife does. Luke.
1: I, I do. Also, I still have not received my all the smoke jersey that or a hoodie, whatever, that uh, Showtime swears is coming. I'm beginning to think that they're playing games with my emotions, B.C.
0: And notice Bellator did not send you any merch. Just, saying. Not. Just, just saying, not. just saying right there. Uh, speaking of Showtime, folks, uh, there's no other place you'd want to be, right? You need that app on your smart TV. How about you try it for 30 days for free? Go to Showtime.com. Here's what you're getting. Big-time Showtime Championship boxing, of course, as the, as the fights are coming together, about to be rolled out for this year. Uh, you get great movies. You get great docs. Uh, you got to check out that comedy store doc, Luke Thomas, included. Uh, Brendan Schaub showing up in that doc, all right? I mean, he's a, he's a full-time professional comedian, Luke. Why wouldn't he, right?
1: You can do your bits and skits. We can do the show whenever you're ready.
0: I don't have any kibbles or bits, Luke, okay? All right?
1: Bits and Uh, Skits BC is your new name. uh,
0: Please. uh, Or you can, as Luke would say, go F yourself if you don't like Showtime. So there's that. Also, please like this video. Subscribe to what we do here because um, we're coming. We're coming. coming, Believe me. Uh, And if you thought 2020 was a, uh, you know... You know what I'm saying? Uh, 2021, it's gonna there's gonna be some violations going on. Okay, so shout out to Luke, shout out to MK, shout out to Kalo. I mean, the fine. Look, look, if you're gonna drink hemp infused seltzer, you gotta drink Kalo. Am I right?
1: If you're going to drink hemp infused seltzer, yes, you have to drink Kalo.
0: I drink this stuff all day, Luke, all damn day. What does okay? it do for you? It makes me feel really happy. You know?
1: I don't believe that.
0: I love the taste, too. Love the taste. All right. All right, Luke. Um, Maybe we should get into the show a bit, right? Do you have any weekend plans? Look, this may be the last weekend where there's no major fight for for as far as we know, right? This is like the last time you want to clean out the garage. You want to, you know, what are you doing this weekend?
1: Uh, I haven't seen my dad in months. We missed Thanksgiving. We missed Christmas. We missed his 80th birthday. So I COVID tested up, and uh, hopefully that, you know, I didn't quarantine, but, you know, I haven't been out since then. Uh, I'm going to see my dad tomorrow. So I take the, kid, the my daughter to go see him. That's about it. Other than that, probably, I don't know, normal living. You? What would, what would a conversation
0: for five minutes between your dad and I sound like?
1: Uh, I don't think he could last five minutes with you before just walking off. You know how my Sorry. brother no-sold you with the DMs? Yeah. My yeah. dad would do that in real life. All
0: right. All right. Thank you. Thank you very much. Me and the history of my life with Tom- the Thomas's. Uh, there you go. Right there. Uh, that's all we got for crap to start off. Let's get into the headlines. There are plenty of them across boxing. I know your favorite sport listeners, viewers and MMA. And we start in boxing here. Uh, this kind of came out of nowhere yesterday on Mike Tyson's a uh, hot boxing podcast. He had Jeremy Piven, the fine actor, Uh on and he also had one young Ryan Garcia and Luke. I didn't even talk to you about this, but this got weird and crazy really quick because Rai guy showed up in a bow tie. He was talking to little Jay a little junk about our guy Gervonta Tank Davis. And you know what Mike Tyson said? Get on the phone, get Tank. Let's do this thing. We've got a little bit of tape I hear in my ear. Can we, Manich, Can we throw to it? Manish? Anybody who steps in that ring to me, they
1: will go down. Yeah, Tank! Oh, my God. I love you. This nigga talking mad shit over here, Tank. Look at this nigga, Tank. Two
2: rounds, baby. Two rounds. Two rounds. You're going to sleep. Maybe
1: the listeners can hear this. I don't know.
0: You Oh, don't worry. You can... Hey. yeah. Hit me with that shot. You're going to need a Stairmaster, boy. Yes. If I
1: would've hit him, you know I would've killed him after that. Hey, key work. Oh. Key work,
2: Would've. If. I, if. Can your next fight be with this nigga, man? Talk to the world, Tank. Yeah, I'm going to fight him <laughs> <laughs> next. No, I'm not fight
0: no nothing. Fight him next. There
2: it you is. going to fight
0: all oh, shit, the whole world, man. Right. Uh-oh, It's set in stone now, baby. Luke, uh, so if you didn't hear, I think people heard that, but the quick summation is, Ra was talking S, Mike dropped the N-word a ton talking about Ra but in the end, Tank Davis said yes. I want that fight next. Garcia predicts a second round knockdown, knockout, excuse me. He talked a lot of game about his five inch height advantage. Luke, do you have any kind of confidence here? And let me just say, after this interview, Tank Davis went on the Ellie Secback ESN News and said, yes, I want that fight next. Do you have any confidence we get this in 2021?
1: No, of course not. Don't be stupid. You know full well we're not getting this fight anytime soon. We'll get something close to it, and then afterwards they'll still be doing this game uh, where they just keep the audience stringing along. I do think, like, we we went over this a bit before. Like, I do think eventually these guys are going to fight each other, but, like, the idea that it will be next is crazy. Although I will say, BC, someone asked me yesterday on the live chat which fight would be more lucrative. Spence versus Crawford, like a bigger pay-per-view. Like, forget everything else, just a bigger pay-per-view. Spence, Crawford, or Garcia versus Tank Davis. BC, my argument was Garcia versus Tank Davis. I think Garcia is a bigger known name. Maybe not pay-per-view, like, proven draw, but Gervonta's been on pay-per-view. Spence, probably the biggest, like, pay-per-view commodity in terms of, like, the ability of proven uh, drawing power. But I think Garcia is much more popular. I think Davis is right behind him. And so those two together, whatever those... Whatever Spence versus Crawford might mean for boxing, I do think Garcia versus Davis is a bigger box office attraction. Do you agree? I do
0: agree, and there, this is there's a good debate here. Let's just jump right to it. Let's go right to it because you brought it up. Uh, Ellie Sackback, who I love and respect, regardless of what you think of him, uh, <laughs> when when he was interviewing um, Tank after this, you know, he made a comment that at first you laugh at. He goes, "Tank, look, I think if you guys fought next and you did it on pay per view." It would do 5 million pay-per-view buys. Now, look, Luke, when you hear that, you're like, good God. I mean, you know, Conor Floyd did 4.4, 4, right? You know, uh, Manny and Con- Manny and Floyd did, like, reportedly 4.6. So slow the roll there. But what Ellie's point was, was that Ryan Garcia has 7.8 million Instagram followers. We don't see that from a fighter. Uh Tank has, you know, when you when you add up his social medias in the low millions and Floyd Mayweather, who is Tank's promoter and, you know, certainly right now has a big uh, imprint on everything Tank is doing, has an obscene amount of Instagram followers. So, Luke, the idea of where we're at in their rise, meaning Guy's never been on pay-per-view yet. Tank's had a strong debut, not overwhelming, but strong in that Leo Santa Cruz one to show you that there's a bright future. This was the right time to send him there. The thing is that typical boxing climb the ladder, people might look at this and go, they're young, how much are they in people's households, I'm not sure. Maybe it would do 500, 600, 700,000 buys if it was well promoted. But I do think what Ellie said is interesting. We're not used to having fighters like Ryan Garcia who have 8 million Instagram followers and are attracting a different kind of non-sports, non-boxing audience. If this roll was rolled out in 2021, when it was a Showtime or Fox teaming up with the Zone and Golden Boy and making some kind of crazy fight happen, what is the legitimate ceiling given the unknown here?
1: Yeah, I mean the the point is correct, which is normally the way in which you climb this ladder. A little bit slower, you go from, you know, uh, sort of a small, let's say, showbox card to Showtime Championship Boxing to then pay-per-view, right? You sort of climb the ladder, you gain followers along the way, you do slowly bigger and bigger podcasts or shows, and there's this gradual process. But Ryan Garcia blows all of that up. He's 22 years old, he's got nearly 8 million followers on social media or just one channel of them. I think he's got like half a million on Twitter, you know, a significant amount, but not huge and uh, he just jumps the queue totally. I told you this before, dude. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not scientific, but it is a good kind of shorthand to see who's really popular. On Sundays around, let's say, 3 p.m. East Coast time, 4 p.m., 5 p.m. sometimes, get on YouTube and look on their trending page and see what's up there. And for Ryan Garcia to have three videos, plus Devin Haney to have one, plus Luke Campbell to have one, all as a function of the win that Garcia had over Luke Campbell, right? So it was giving life to all these different versions of it. For all of them to be in the top 10, top 15 trending, and for him to be number one with like 7, 8 million views, dude, that's only what UFC A-listers pull. That's only what like the pay-per-view A-side pulls in UFC. It's the, it, n- Nothing short of that ever comes close. So for me, I'm not saying that means, oh, he's going to draw like Conor McGregor or you know John Jones versus Cormier. I'm not saying that. I think you're right. Four, five, six, maybe even 700,000 is possible with a, if they booked it, if they promoted it right, if they did a tour to promote it right, the whole nine yards, yes, I think it could be huge. But the idea that Garcia has to like wait his turn, get on a TV first, then be the co-main on a pay-per-view. I don't think you have to do that. If you wanted to, under the right circumstances, put him in a main event on pay-per-view, under the right circumstances, BC, he's ready to draw now.
0: And I, I, would, I would really want to see this experiment play out. Not only do I want this fight next, I think it would be great for boxing to capitalize on the recent momentum of both and do it now rather than the traditional boxing get, uh, imprint of, well, they're on different sides of the line. Let's slowly build to it two and a half years from now. No, F that. If we did it now, five million, Ellie's thinks it's not going to happen. But could it do a million and a half? Could we be overwhelmed and surprised, Luke, by... What having a large Jake Paul like following only, as you pointed out multiple times, Ryan Garcia is a professional Jake Paul. He's an actual, right. really great fighter. On top right. of that, he just happens to have a, a very large self made audience. Could that equal more business than we ever imagined? Now, it's it's worth the thought, and we don't. I still typically... think. Don't
1: you think a million and a half is high? I think oh, if you hit a million, that shit, would be amazing. Luke.
0: It's real high. In fact, you know, you can name the fights that have reached a million and a half and you're, you're going you know, to get to the end of your fingers pretty quickly, right? It's, it's, it's like Floyd and Manny's biggest ones and a couple Tyson fights and that's it. So it's certainly not a uh, easy to do. I'm just saying here, Tank already was a guy we were praising for bringing in a younger urban market, crossing over into hip-hop, having celebrities showing up wherever he goes. You mix that with what Ryan Garcia is doing and the momentum yes, both right. have. Uh, it's an interesting idea. Now let's, let's end it by saying, is it realistic though? Well, here's the thing, knowing boxing's recent strategies, it's probably not going to happen this year, but Luke, here's what we always say about fighters getting a chance to talk about their next big foe in boxing. Like when you get that chance, like we, we kind of ripped Errol Spence after he beat Danny Garcia, he didn't grab the mic and say, you know, uh, Terrence Crawford, where are you at? You take every you know, you're taking everything I I worked for. He didn't do that, and we kind of got on him for it because he did the typical boxing thing, which is to be, you know, he's gotta come to me. Who's he? That kind of crap. You want young fighters to do this. You want right. Ryan Garcia to go on the damn Mike Tyson show, look into the camera and say, Tank, you're too ugly to be champion. I'm like Muhammad Ali, which is what he said, by the way. And um, I wonder if that changes things because that's something we even criticized Manny and Floyd during the five year soap opera we went through then, which is we're not hearing enough of those two saying, screw the promotion, screw the network, screw any hurdle between us. I want to fight you. You want to fight me? Make it happen. Luke, I do believe if more fighters acted like this, the fights would happen because you have to look at promoters and advisors and networks as your employees. They're working for you if you're a big-time star rather than the other way around. Uh, Maybe, you know, we'd be naive, I think, given boxing's recent history to think this could happen this calendar year. But you did just hear Tank get called out on a giant platform and called really bad names, and he said, I want it next. Is there Can a a man be as good as his word? Can Tank Davis go to Al Heyman or Steven Espinosa or all of the above and say, I don't care, make it work? And we just do that? Is that possible, Luke?
1: Possible, yes. I mean, Al Heyman, endlessly powerful. Showtime, obviously, you know, disclosure, we work for them. But, you know, still a big viable player in the boxing world. I think they could find a way to work with DeZone if there was really that kind of effort behind it. The question is, is there really that kind of effort behind it? I will say that you're right. I will always, always, always prefer what we got with Tank Davis and Ryan over what we got with Spence and Crawford, which is, you know, I don't know, they're not on my level, we'll just see what happens. Or even, you know, Anthony Joshua, you know, whatever the fans want, whatever the fans want. Motherfucker, you know what the fans want. Stop playing games, you know exactly what they want. And so, you know, if it, in the end it, it's, it doesn't result in anything in any kind of meaningful way, I guess it's 6-1 way, half a dozen the other, but I tend to think, BC, over time, you got to do the kind of thing that gets people interested in watching those fights. Not just the big winning, but Chael Sonnen did a pretty good job of both demeaning his opponents and picking fights with people who you thought were better than him. So at least you thought, wow, he's got a huge challenge in front of himself. Can he actually do it? By Garcia and Tank, going after each other, yes, they're both attacking one another, but they're both signaling to the audience that this is a foe that you need to see me overcome. This is a foe worth taking seriously. This is a foe worth putting down some money for when this fight really eventually gets made. Now, when that will happen, your guess is as good as mine, but I would always, always, always prefer that to the alternative of i'm going to secure the leverage in my negotiating position for a fight that will get made far too late man fuck that how these guys go at each yeah. other i loved it
0: anybody watching this fuck that and if you're watching this and you're an mma fan you're saying where's the timestamp so i can skip ahead because i'm sick of talking about fights that probably won't happen <laughs> let's talk about fights that will happen like connor dustin here's what i'll say to that uh, if you're boxing right now and then you're a power that be, you have a chance with these four kings, as we mentioned, or throw Shakur Stevenson in
1: there. These, these we, should five... go, we should call them the four princes. That's what they are right now. They're still princes. They're not quite kings.
0: You making a uh, reference to uh, what's that awful band? I don't
1: know
0: princes that adore you oh uh that?
1: spin doctors
0: spin doctors yeah god they were people fell for them in the in the you know pop grunge run they were they were really watered down believe me um well i rely I jam out to them on xm in the car maybe but that's another topic the whole point here luke is we got five foundational future pillars if they don't fight each other soon it's not gonna matter this gives boxing a chance to say f the the Manny Mayweather era where we had to go through these hoops let's start doing it now let's make let's have these guys fight each other round robin now let's give the power back to the fighters that's an injection into the sport Luke that could have such huge exponential growth but you know how boxing is it's a bunch of uh, greedy cooks in their own kitchens in a lot of way hoping that uh you know hoping that that somebody comes from across the street into their kitchen and doing it their way. I I want it that way, the other way, Backstreet Boys, okay? I want it it the MMA way. So uh, maybe this is the beginning. Tank, Rye Guy, you're watching this? Let's do this, okay? You want me to promote this? I'll promote it. Let's do it, okay? Hashtag, let's do it. All right. (sighs) Fired up to start here, Luke, okay? Your thoughts on Mike Tyson dropping the N-word a lot? Nothing? Nothing?
1: uh we probably should have warned the viewers that he was going to do that but you know certainly a time machine is not available at this point
0: all right i'm not going to tell him to stop but uh, you know it was unsettling uh we move on to our second topic of the week luke ufc announcing this is very interesting given our bet our dr luke fauci bet that bc (laughs) said february 1st 2021 we would have full arenas in combat sports you know i i have come to look a little bit like a jackass for, for being that optimistic against your constant pessimism. But here's what UFC has announced. Those three Fight Island cards that's going to kick off their return starting next week, January 16th, it's going to have limited attendance, Luke, inside the et- what is that Etihad Arena? Is
1: yeah, Etihad Arena. Yeah, there's a bunch of Etihad arenas all over, or, you know, stadiums and ship Well, I mean, Arsenal plays in an Etihad. But, uh, yes, Etihad.
0: I saw a tweet from uh, my favorite Canadian journalist, Aaron Bronstetter, who said tickets for UFC 257 went on sale on the Etihad website. They're already sold out, priced between 200 bucks and 1300 Uh Luke, how many people will they put inside this arena, and how close are we really at, given what we've seen in boxing with the 10 to 15,000, to see this on a regular basis, full arenas, and, and it being safe to do so?
1: Full arenas, I just don't... I mean, I still have no idea what that's going to look like because... You know, vaccine rollout is underway, but it's uneven, country to country. It's a disaster in this one. It's unbelievably slow. Um, so I don't—I have no idea what it's going to look like. Certainly not here. Other parts of the world probably going to have that done a little bit quicker. But um, you know, will you have low enough community transmission to have you know the safety in place to have a full? I mean, I just don't know. But what I can say is, this kind of thing is obviously already pretty doable. In fact, UFC might have been first back during the pandemic, but they're actually one of the last ones, which I think was actually pretty prudent on their part. I don't say it in a pejorative way, but they're one of the last ones to get back to doing this kind of thing, which is have a giant arena and then a relatively small control crowd. If You, you mentioned Aaron Bronsetter, He also posted some of the rules that are in place. I mean, just to get to Abu Dhabi, you're probably going to have to have a million health screens and, and COVID tests. In fact, to get into the arena, and this is the first I've seen of this, Not only do you have to have a mask, which I don't think the mask thing is going to really work, but what I will say is you have to have a COVID test, a PCR test, not an antibody one. So this means up the brain swab or back of the throat where they're actually trying to test you for do you have that shit in your body right now um, as an active sort of virus. And uh, it has to be 48 hours current, and you have to bring it with you to the stadium. If you don't have it, you can't get in. I got to say... You know, listen, I'm not a big fan of these shows where they're giant stadiums and small crowds because people just tend to just ignore the rules no matter what. So it's not my favorite. But the UFC, I'll give them credit, is doing it better than I've seen anyone else do it by virtue. Or maybe it's Abu Dhabi government, hard, hard to know. But this UFC show is, at a bare minimum, requiring a greater health screen than the other stadium shows, including NFL, for example, than I've ever seen. So if you're going to do it and it's legal, this seems about the best way you can given the circumstances.
0: Yeah, there's a long list of rules that you mentioned that Brownstetter tweeted out. Uh, some of them were no co- all contactless payment for drinks yeah. and food, and you have to order from your seat, and they'll come and deliver it to you. Which you is, uh, by the
1: way, do you use Google or Apple Pay?
0: I have used Apple Pay on my
1: phone uh, before. but I use I it all use the it. time now. It's actually pretty handy. I like it.
0: Yeah, I, I had forgotten my uh, wallet once on the way down to uh, the the uh, Orchids of Combat for when we used to do the show, Luke, back <laughs> in March before we shut down. Like, the last episode was the first time I downloaded it and tried it. And uh, it was great, except for the subway machines at the uh, World Trade Center didn't take those, Luke, so I had to uh, have a cop pay for me. So shout-out to the finest of this nation, all right? Fun. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Luke, I- involved in this... Um, is they're going to pull this off, which is great. And we were mentioning the cards that were going to kick this off, right? The 16th, which is going to be on ABC with Max Holloway, that Wednesday morning one with Chiesa in the main event, and then obviously that Saturday one following with UFC 257. We saw some announcements uh, break out with the cards. They they seemed better than we were saying at the time. Did you get a chance to look at these?
1: Well, the, the, the Cater versus Holloway card is... Not money, but I did not see the other one. What, well, what I want to I pause miss? you
0: on that. Here's the main card for the Cater Holloway. Cater Holloway, your main event. Carlos Condit, Matt Brown, your co-main. Ponzinibbio's uh, comeback against Lee Jianling. Joaquin Buckley's fight against Alessio De Chirico, And then Punali Soriano going to go in there against fellow uh, Contender Series guy, Dusko Todorovic. Uh, you got Phil Dawes in the preliminary card main event. I don't hate this, Luke.
1: Phil Hawes, yeah. Uh, yes, that's better. Phil Condit Hawes. Brown as your co-main is good. The return of Santiago Ponzinibbio against the Leach. Uh, Punahele he- Puna Soriano You know, throws big punches. So there's some interesting parts around it. Um, I, the reason we were kind of poo-pooing it was the way it was written previously had Omari Akmeda versus Tom Breeze as your co-main. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, that's not awesome. But now it's been relegated uh, to the preliminary card, so no big deal.
0: Uh, the Chiesa-Neil-Magni card, which will be the Wednesday morning one, that's um, far less loaded, Luke. Far less loaded. You're going to get Worley Alves against Munir Laze in the main event. I mean,
1: Lazzez. He's actually a pretty good prospect.
0: I mean, that's great. But uh, you got Isaac Villanueva and Vinicius Mordeda. Uh, Roxanne Modafari's fight against Viviana Ruggio. These are not fights, Luke, that are uh, going to move too many needles, including the one I'm sitting on.
1: No. Uh, you do get Danger Matchnell against Tyson Nam on the prelims. That's pretty good. Mike Davis is back, who, by the way, is a tremendous athlete. He's back as well. Um, And then, oh, here's the one. The man with the best traps in all of MMA, Dalka Lungiambula, taking on the guy who does the Joker bit, Marcus Perez. Yes. That'll be a fun little, you know, fight between weirdos.
0: Uh, Luke, we don't have this in the rundown, but I should bring it up while we're talking about the strength of cards. Have you seen how loaded March 6th UFC 259 location to be determined has become now that we have Amanda Nunes, Megan Anderson, Jan Blahowitz, Israel Adesanya, and now Peyotre, Pe- Pe- Jan, and Aljo added to that card. Three title fights atop it. And then you also have Rakic uh, against Maheta. You got Joe Benavidez against Askar Askarov. You got uh, Islam Makachev in there against Drew Dober. Tim Elliott's back. This thing's freaking amazing, Luke.
1: Yeah, I mean, there's no way they're not putting this on Fight Island, I feel like. uh, And then they'll have fans at it like they're going to do for 257. They're probably waiting to see how 257 goes. Did it go smoothly? Were there issues they didn't anticipate? You know, just kicking the tires on it, crossing T's, dotting I's a little bit too, probably along the way. And if it goes well, and I suspect that it will, I I, have just no doubt in my mind they're going to put that one there. Because again, if you're going to do uh, a show with a limited crowd in a stadium in a pandemic... That's the best level of screening I've seen anywhere, so why not?
0: but look t- true or false if that if that main card plays out the way I just described it, that's like uh, UFC two hundred um uh, New Year's Eve type of type of layout or oh, MSG I mean, so, dude, the, of layout. the
1: the whole card is amazing. so you mentioned the three title bouts and some other ones as well, but let's just go through them very quickly. You got the Racket versus Tiago Santos fight two hammers at two hundred and five pounds uh medic a guy from who's a, a decent standout on the contender series versus Alon cruz okay it's a fine little bout uh randy costa trevin jones fine whatever but benavidez versus askarov right which of course i think was indicated previously i, I
0: didn't even mention dom cruz
1: right dom cruz versus casey kenny jake matthews versus sean brady makachev dober elliot espinosa and they may add another one or two along the way dude that is a sick card Ooh. super sick
0: and to, to close and circle back, you had to believe Connor was never going to come back to an empty arena, right? So this had to be in play the whole time. Now they've just figured out how to how to employ it.
1: Right, you're right. Do we right. know I mean, the I, number? I, I, I thought he would, and maybe if it was like a necessity, they would find a way. But they found a way to do it the other way, and I think it will. I, I, I honestly listen. If they can find ways to do this with a lot less of uh, COVID concerns. Um, I I I tend to think this will be very very easy to do, so no problem.
0: And it's it's not a surprise that it, when they did try to bring Conor back, they did it at Fight Island, where you have to believe the the site fees Luke are going to attempt to make up for the lack of crowd. It's gotta not, be right. They gotta be throwing st- insane money. Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely. getting
1: anybody who can get a Conor McGregor fight, they're paying for it. You know, as a consumer, site, whatever, you're gonna have to cough up some cash for that. That's what it is.
0: All right, Luke, really troubling news that came out in the last 24 hours from the UFC involving Bantamweight Irwin Rivera. He was arrested Thursday on two counts of attempted murder uh, against his sisters. And here's the creepy details. This took place in Boynton Beach, Florida. Uh, He stabbed his 22-year-old and 33-year-old sisters while they were sleeping and was quoted as saying uh, he did it because it became his purpose after being told to do so by a quote higher power. Uh, Luke, this is not a high-profile name, but this is as uh, you know, I mean, this is as scary, war machine Ray Caruth style as we've seen in the UFC side of things. Um, uh, how do you react to this, Luke? Good God!
1: I don't, except to say he obviously is deeply and profoundly, quite literally, and I'm not saying this as in, like an insult. He is psychotically troubled, right? And he I saw the UFC statement. I actually thought their statement was pretty good. They didn't cut him. What they said was, uh, you know, this is serious and troubling. We're not offering about it this time. We are in contact with his management as well as, you know, law enforcement to see what's going to happen and what they're going to do. And that um, they were interested in him getting, you know, I think a psychological evaluation and... Uh, treatment now. That treatment might include uh, sometime of incarceration. I don't. I don't exactly know what's going to happen next. I don't think anybody else does. But when you're saying things like that, and there was a news article that indicated he may have had a history of this kind of thing, that maybe at times he was able to put at bay through medication or or you know, who knows. Um, that is this is that's a real breakdown of someone's mind. And you know, if you're stabbing people and you're a trained high level MMA fighter. Only bad things can happen, so I'm glad to hear his sisters are. Are, are I guess they they are okay. Um, They're in they critical and stable condition. It, yeah. Um did die with, with
0: stab wounds all over their body, though, including their head. I mean, this was this was really bad. This was intent, obviously, yeah. to to commit murder. And um, I don't, you know, like he wasn't a, 31 years old. wasn't a name that jumped out to me. The Beast, 10 and six record overall, most recently lost last September uh, in September, a split decision to Andre uh, Ewald. He's split wins and losses the last four. Luke, uh, I did you know I don't I don't remember this guy fighting you.
1: Uh, prelim card, yeah, but not especially a standout. Good fighter, not great. Um, still, if you're fighting in the UFC, you know you're doing something right for the most part. And that is a troubling, troubling, troubling thing to hear.
0: Yeah. His last tweet, by the way, uh, unrelated, though, was uh, putting up the 100s emoji in in uh, in favor of Dana White's video slashing the media, as I mentioned, unrelated. So but ma- maybe story. maybe
1: he hates Brian Campbell. Who knows? Uh, speaking of that video real quick, Luke,
0: uh, do you have any response to the fact that Dana has taken it down
1: on Twitter? A lot, yeah, a lot of buzz
0: the last couple days on that.
1: Yeah, I don't know what to make of that. I mean, it was full of lies and total half-truths convincing only to people who are completely uninterested in anything even resembling facts or what the truth is of a situation or things that actually matter in the real world. So I'm glad to see that it's gone, although at this point it doesn't really matter. The damage is sort of done, but it is curious about why that's down. I don't, I don't quite know what to make of that. Did you see You're the theory? timing?
0: We found out about it right after the folks rushed the Capitol.
1: Are you yeah, connect, connect yeah. I mean, ma- I mean, maybe there's some kind of connection where it's like you put stuff out like this, you know? And um, maybe he's
0: like, I-, I can't back Trump any longer. I got to get out of this. Maybe that. I was don't think it's anything to do with Trump. It's
1: like, dude, like you keep putting stuff out like this, you know? I think for the most part we're fine, but somebody is going to attack a reporter if this kind of thing is kept up. Uh, you know, fomenting deep animosity towards the media. You know, yeah, again, I, yeah, I don't think that it will result in anything per se right now, but uh, a sustained campaign of it over time probably would. So probably in their best interest to err on the side of caution and uh, even though the damage is done at this point, not exacerbating tensions further.
0: In hindsight, did Mark Raymondi deserve more by maybe being <laughs> added to that video because he asked the original legitimate
1: question when the crowd booed him? And so did Aaron Bronstetter. Aaron Bronstetter asked them a question, being like, oh, you don't care about the coronavirus? And you know, Dan, I don't give a fuck about coronavirus. Uh, there was a lot well, of both people. Both of those
0: guys work for their, their, their uh, you know, their, their stations, their, their TV stations that they have. Yeah, but those don't, th- they again, also, like, so in, does I mean, Ariel. Those,
1: They also put, yeah, exactly. They also push the boundaries uh, relative to what other media did, even by doing their job, for the most part, in that case. And so there's a lot of people, myself included, who I would have thought would have been much bigger targets for that kind of stupidity, but um, I guess not. I guess not, BC. You no, still right. unfairly targeted. Yeah,
0: yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, Luke, uh, let's roll on with Dana. We got more. He did a and a on ESPN, and uh, I'm not sure if it was on ESPN or UFC social media, but it was with Laura Senko, and ESPN's Twitter account picked it up. And in that Q&A, Dana was asked about the Connor Dustin UFC 257 rematch. Will there be a title at stake He said, no, Luke, but he said, quote, probably that the winner of Connor and Dustin will get the next shot at the UFC lightweight Mm -hmm. title. And Laura uh, said, look, is this because of your meeting coming up in Abu Dhabi with Habib? And he said, yes. So, Luke, this is this isn't a revelation in terms of news, but it's interesting. This should cancel out the idea in theory, that if the meeting with Habib goes bad for Dana and Habib sticks to his guns, which it seems like he will, unless Dana offers him something he can't refuse and vacates the title, we just all assumed you'd put a vacant title at stake for Connor and Dustin. But if you don't, if you do what Dana is teasing that is being done, this is almost like a quasi lightweight tournament, and what I mean by that is you have Connor and Dustin going January twenty third. You got Michael Chandler and and Hooker on that same night in the Colmain, and you also have uh, what's uh, there's rumors that Charles Oliveira looks headed to be fighting Justin Gaethje, Justin Gaethje. shortly mm-hmm. after. So not a tournament in the sense that winners face off, but you could look at those three fights and say maybe the two guys who look the best in winning will get the nod moving forward. Do you? Take that same summation from Dana's most recent comments.
1: Sort of, but I mean, it's hard to know what the pecking order is. I mean, I my view is more. It's like, well, isn't this just an interim title fight, basically? I mean, if the winner of this one is either, first of all, first of all, there's still time for them to change their mind on this. they there's still time for them to say, you know what, uh, Khabib could vacate it between now and then, like in, in a very official kind of way. And they could just say, "Fuck it, we'll just put the title on the line for that." It's still possible. They could just add. I mean, they could add the interim title literally whenever they want, right? Uh, which I, you know, I don't know that they need to here, but they could, and it wouldn't be that big a deal. But to me, that's sort of the more way I look at it. I look at it less like, you know, it's kind of up for grabs. Everyone is starting from a, a relatively similar position, and more that this one is very much at the front of the pack. Obviously, Justin Gaethje coming off of a loss, Oliveira surging, but still, still, still has a fair amount to prove. Um, against the the elite of that division, even though he had a tremendous, tremendous win over Tony Ferguson. So to me, it's still a pecking order more than like a meeting in the middle kind of scenario. But it sounds like you think a little bit differently.
0: I mean, I I see the potential here if he's not going to reward that fight. But then again, look, from the beginning, I've said there's no chance UFC 257 main event will go off without any form of title at stake. And I even offered up my liver on the black market at some point, Luke. And I think I still stand by that because... Look, Dana's obviously got something he's going to offer Habib that he believes will crack this, this stone facade of I gave my word to my family. And every time, you know, Habib has talked publicly since giving his word after the win over Gaethje, he's stayed the same. I'm retiring. So obviously Dana believes he's got something he's going to offer, Luke, that's going to change that. But if it doesn't change that. I don't see why the company would not want to give Conor McGregor the chance to become the champion again. Isn't that right. like the best case scenario for them? Is there a fear for them that Poirier would win and they don't want him as champion, which wouldn't really make sense. Poirier's is not on the wrong side of history in any form. No, I don't know why you would M- leave model this...
1: citizen for in terms of fighters.
0: Oh, absolutely. And then on top of that, you can argue. You can argue it, right? That Connor and Dustin are the most deserving at the moment in the pecking order to get that look. I know people are going to say, "How do you say that about Connor? He fought Cowboy at freaking welterweight and hasn't fought as a lightweight in years." You know, I, I get that, but still, all things considered, Dustin coming off of that win against Hooker and Connor probably the most deserving out of that group, given that even though Charles Oliveira's red hot, you know, he's he's just getting into that super elite conversation. So, I I still don't see that fight happening, Luke. I mean, I think an interim title would make no sense. I don't see that fight happening without the actual vacant on it, unless we just don't know the tricks Dana has up his sleeve to get Habib back in there.
1: Yeah, but Is I've that- seen da- I've seen Dana say oh, I've got tricks up my sleeve and it work, and then I've seen Dana being like, you know, if we want it, we can get it. And I saw the whole Fedor thing not work either, you know. Dana has a history of failure with elite Russian fighters who are somewhat wary of continuing to work with him or working with him in the case of Fedor at all. So keep that in mind, right? This idea that it's a done deal and Dana gets what Dana wants, sometimes that's true. He can, I'm sure he is very, very persuasive. But he's not, you know, uh, uh, omni-capable of everything all the time. Some of these guys really have different principles and different views and different things of what they want to do with their life. I will say, though, B.C., He's probably got a fighting chance to get it done, number one. Number two, the UFC social media account to promote this fight was DMing people who follow them, saying, you know, uh, are you ready for whatever when they fight for the title? The, the, the DMs, that was, it was an automated DM, okay, but still, in that automated DM, it had indicated that the fight between Poirier and McGregor was for a title. I would imagine, you know, is Poirier really... I think even he said to me on For Morning Combat... You know, he just wants some clarity. Is it gonna be for one? Is it not gonna be for one? Are you gonna strip? Or are you not gonna strip? But you have to imagine Connor doesn't wanna fight for nothing. I suspect he wants oh. to fight for some hardware too. So there are a lot of forces in play, yes, to get Habib to Fight Saint Pierre, which is obviously what he wants, uh, or uh, I should say, Dana White wants. There's also a lot of forces in play to get Habib to give up that title and for have it to to have that go to Conor or Dustin or you know some some way to be arranged for the fight.
0: Dude, as far as I'm concerned, Habib's already given up that title. And then when you add in the only logical fight for him to actually come back to would be GSP, and doesn't seem to make sense at lightweight only because. It doesn't seem anymore like GSP is focusing on trying to make that cut. It seems more like that's a super fight for the mythical goat title and all that. And, and I don't know what is there anything Dana can offer that we're not thinking of. Can he offer, you know, contracts to all of Habib's fighters? I mean, what what, can, what the hell? They're already all fighting for the UFC, right? I mean, there's yeah, really- it would have
1: to be. It would have to be something like that because yes, you could offer Habib a ton of money. I'm sure that would be nice, but I bet he's paid, been paid a bunch of money. He will probably be able to make money uh, as a you know, a star of Islamic sports in that region, I suspect, for quite some time, right? I don't think that that's going to be too hard for him to do.' He'll have plenty of offers to make money. But creating some kind of a pipeline, to leave a lasting legacy for that region for all the other fighters who come behind you, right? Some kind of an agreement with that with that with that uh, organization he bought and then renamed Guerrilla Fighting Championships or whatever it was, right. um, you know, creating some kind of a lasting legacy beyond just your own accomplishments. Maybe that might be interesting to him. That's certainly something to consider as well. Uh, but maybe
0: yeah, maybe UFC offers that to be the direct pipeline. Remember, well. It- well, Remember, air your fights on Fight Pass, all that stuff, you know.
1: Fedor ultimately didn't work because they didn't want to co-promote with M one, and fair enough, right? We we talked to Scott Coker. He's got some awesome stories about M one that are hilarious that he did on our Amazing. Morning Combat Strike Force Classic show. Uh, but the other part was Fedor I think also wanted all of his buddies signed. And maybe Dana would have like given into that. Um, and it probably well, did, the but... dummy, the dummy got in the way a little bit, too, right? <laughs> dummy, I forgot that they called him that it's so funny hearing Coker blast him all these years later, but uh, yeah, Vadummy, dummy, a good one. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, just
0: put the damn title on the line for that one. Either way, great time to be alive. Going to be some lightweight wars coming up. All of them are going to matter in some form. Anyway, uh, Luke get fired up because February 5th, we knew that that was the date for Paige Van Zandt's bkfc bare knuckle debut we now have the full details surrounding that card it will be super bowl weekend february 5th lakeland florida which is a very short drive from tampa where super bowl uh, lv will take place is that 55 luke i forgotten roman numeral math is that is that where uh, we're at? which one lv super bowl lv that's 55 correct
1: I think so. I don't fucking know.
0: Yeah, F F the Romans, right? Come on. I mean, seriously. Uh, It's going to take place at the RP Funding Center against Britain Hart. Luke, uh, they're going to call the pay-per-view event Knuckle Mania.
1: (laughs) Dude, it's Knuckle Mania every time I sign on to RedTube. Woo! Yeah.
0: Uh, Wow. All right. Uh, Luke, uh, the pay-per-view card will feature Paige in the main event, Johnny Bedford and Dat Nguyen in the co-main. You got Chris Lieben against Quentin Henry. And look, you know, we sometimes we make rightful jokes about BKFC. It does deliver. I mean, I you know, there's a lot of people that watch those and are like, they're pretty badass because it's just raw in your face sort of early UFC style fighting. Uh, with Page on here, do you have any kind of expectations, predictions? It will be Super Bowl weekend. I don't know if they're gonna attract a, you know, a lot of attention because of that. Do you think this will do well?
1: Uh, I am totally uninterested in her and her career, but what I can say is I'm probably on the outside looking in in that sense. I do believe that she is a draw. I do believe that people will care. I do believe they will tune in. Do we know the price of the pay-per-view? Because that, to me, is a big deciding factor here.
0: I I, I want to say I saw that it was $30, Luke. Okay. I want to say Let's that.
1: assume for the sake of conversation today, we could be wrong. Don't kill us, we're dead wrong. We could be wrong and say it's thirty dollars. That to me is probably for a lot of people, especially if she gets out there and individually promotes it like she has been, a very attractive option for uh, for purchasing. I really believe that. I think that that would be that would do something really really well for them. She is somebody that people um, have wanted to see. I don't think that the end of her UFC run was probably went the way that she had hoped, but we've talked about it before when someone establishes a real base of popularity it takes in fighter world anyway it often takes a long time for that to really erode it hasn't been a long time and there's reason to think that um, she still has a lot of possibility in terms of winning in her future so yeah i think that I, you know i i don't want to put numbers on it i don't really know what internet pay-per-views and I'll i guess tell you, you can what buy it it in other ways but i'm say on again. the
0: fight I'm on the Fight TV website. It's thirty nine ninety nine to buy on there, Luke.
1: Forty still. That's about what the Jones and um, it's less than the Jones and Tyson. And granted, that was you know Jones and Tyson, but still, a, a very let's say this a very doable price point. It will sell well. I don't know exactly what the number would be, but I am confident they'll be happy with their returns when all is said and done.
0: Uh, it'll be a socially distanced event. It's in Florida. People don't care about much down there. It'll uh, tickets starting at fifty five dollars. No information on how many people will be allowed. Uh, Luke, we did have Paige Van Zandt, which you teased on Morning Combat this week. All right, BC went into the chair and and took on the challenge, Luke. And uh, yeah, we did talk about things like nudity. I mean, it's worth it's worth a watch. I'm sure, Luke. I I, I was on my best behavior. Uh, we do have a a, a little soundbite to tease if you haven't checked this out yet. Manich, can we can you hit it up? What's the biggest misconception about you in your own eyes?
2: Gosh, you know, I think that for a long time, people can consistently ask like when I'm going to quit or when Hollywood's going to take me or when I'm going to, because I have had a lot of success outside of fighting. But I think what people don't realize is I'm a fighter first. That's where my passion lies. Fighting is what I do. It's my identity and I absolutely love it. I am going to continue to take other activities outside of fighting. And just because I can get these things and I can do these things doesn't mean that's taking me out of fighting. It just means that I get to do other opportunities that other people don't get to do. And um, it's exciting. It's a big deal. So I think that obviously now with this transition, people... I think we'll see that I'm in fighting because I love to fight. Obviously, I'm going to the most like barbaric known sport of bare knuckle boxing and I'm not doing that to prove a point to anybody. I'm doing that because I want to. I think it seems badass and it's awesome.
0: Uh, Luke, I, I I did want to give her the chance to sort of explain herself because you know we we sort of criticized this this decision. She seemed to be doing it more for money than anything, and the opportunities that BKFC are giving her. Uh, her family didn't want her to do it. I you know you could see why with the damn bare knuckles. But what she said right there is you know the biggest misconception is that that I am a fighter. I do have a fighting heart. I'm not in this for celebrity. It's the opposite. I'm in it because I love to fight. Do you, do you take that as genuine? I know you don't care, Luke. But yeah,
1: no, I really, I truly don't care. Do I take it as genuine? I don't know. I mean, the only way to really know, look, you know this as well as I do. It's one reason why I'm still hesitant to do these interviews with a lot of these guys is because they might say something that they mean and then circumstances change in six months and their priorities change. These are still young people, you have to imagine. Still, their 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 world is changing around them and with it, with different opportunities and different uh, and different realities, things just begin to shift very quickly. It's hard to have a formed Hardcore identity, you know that early into your life even into the 30s. I mean it's why for example Nurmagomedov being a sort of hardline as he is you can understand it, but it's, it's pretty rare actually You don't really have those kinds of things until later in life anyway um, So we'll see. We'll see. There's just no way to know I think she's probably right that you can do some of these other things especially if depending on the level of competition you're facing but we won't know until she executes or doesn't on that vision, and that will be the only way to really get a clear sense of things.
0: Yeah, look, a, you know, a, a loss, probably disastrous here, but I do respect the gamble she's taken. She's betting on herself. She, she believes she was worth a higher price tag. She's going after it. Hey, look, again, you, you, were, you were right in saying a lot of people will care about this. I am very intrigued, even if it's, you know, Maybe from, like, I hope she doesn't get cut up perspective in, in checking this out. So it's very interesting. We did get into uh, throat tattoos, Luke, throughout the rest of that interview. Oh, and was she Kane against involved. it? Uh, so, so her husband, Austin Vanderford, the unbeaten Bellator middleweight, he was against her doing bare knuckle. She was as equally against him getting a throat tat, Luke. But now she loves it. She can't imagine her man without it.
1: Well, I have thought about getting throat tats. I'm not there yet, BC, but maybe one day
0: you you really have you have not thought about it not here
1: but here and here yes
0: not so much here but here yeah yeah all right tommy boy thank you uh interesting (laughs) stuff uh she did drop one comment that was funny luke you know those nude pictures they put out she's like you know how married couples do we uh you know we 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 walk around naked all the time and you know do our thing and um she must be uh, shortly married, just recently married. That's not, you know, that's not how married couples get down in the in the Bible Belt, you know.
1: No comment. No comment, bro.
0: Oh wow! You're, wow! Wow! <laughs> All right, yeah. Woo! All right.
1: Let's let's just let
0: the awkwardness just just
1: just let it simmer like a fart in a closed car.
0: <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All right, enjoy Knuckle Mania, Luke. Uh, let's close uh, with a couple more here. <laughs> Anthony Joshua, your unified heavyweight champion, Luke, gave an interview to Sky Sports and said he believes at age 31 right now that he's got five years left ahead of him. He's talked about uh, the next time you see an Olympic cycle come around after the 2021 games that we do for the makeup for last year, that he'll be ready to be on the way out at age 36 and we'll have you know, completed and achieved all of his big super fights. Um, I mean, there's not a ton to react to that. It does give us an opportunity to sort of look at where we're at in the heavyweight division right now. Uh, Also in that story, which boxing scene picked up, Luke, they're in active negotiations, according to that story. Fury's camp, Joshua's camp, to make a two-fight deal for this calendar year. The Usyk mandatory is still in place if they have to, but if they can pay him the step aside money, the idea is that the first of the two fights, because of COVID, would be either in Saudi Arabia or Singapore, Luke, so that they can have live crowds. Um, this looks like it's going to happen this year. What's interesting here is that, um, you know, we, we all sort of believe Fury would win, but we got to let it play out. But last time I checked, Joshua still has the best heavyweight resume of all of them at the moment, Luke.
1: So, what are you asking me?
0: I'm, I'm just saying stuff. I'm just putting stuff out there. Are they They're having?
1: Are they having full stadium shows in Singapore? That's not my understanding. I, I was
0: going to wait for your
1: reaction to that. I don't know if that's true or not. I mean, they've had they've done a good job for the most part of controlling the virus, but they've had a series, I believe. Again, you can dead wrong me if you want, but I believe, I believe that they have had a series of subsequent lockdowns by virtue of. Granted, also their government is a little more accommodating of go- lockdowns. Um, uh, than, than ours, but uh, I, believe, I believe they've had a couple of them since then, since the initial lockdown or the initial spread. So um, I don't know that Singapore is an option in that sense. It might be an option because you could get some kind of wealthy, you know, I don't know what you would have called, benefactor or something to offer up a huge site fee. Uh, but I don't think that's a place where you can do 20,000 people sitting in a stadium. Like, I could be wrong about that, but I'm fairly confident that's true.
0: Look, I love to hear that they're working on this fight, trying to make it happen. Um, it's interesting. Do you do you get any kind of misgiving when you see fighters who are still in their absolute prime talking about a potential end date? Does that sort of push you towards, well, he's already got a quarter of a foot out? Because no one ever holds up. Everyone's always said, well, I plan on retiring before I get too old. No one does it. Habib's like a complete outlier here, Luke. GSP. I still want to know why he walked away, Luke. You know, after oh, the Hendrix I mean, did fight. Did you like- see?
1: Dude, he was, I, I told you this. I interviewed him in that, that Hendrix media cycle. He was so uh, burned out, uptight, angry, pissed off. He was done. Done with the UFC. Done with the MMA. Done with the industry. Done with the rigmarole. Done with the media. He was done, done, done. That, to me, was the least surprising thing of all. But, um, but. Coming back, I guess, you know, we we, can debate that a million times. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about these retirements. I'm like you. You know, the retirements, they last for like two years. It's always a sabbatical. I always look at retirements as like sabbatical. I'll retire then. I mean, you might have a sabbatical then and then come back, you know, a year or two or three later. Floyd's had a few of them, you know. So I'm less than committed to the idea that these are like lasting things or real things. even.
0: You know, when you look at the resumes, though, I do believe you know part of again what makes the the Fury Joshua fight so huge, Luke, is that you know the winner's going to be the guy of the heavyweight division now and may- probably of this era. You know, they they probably have the two best resumes going against each other. Fury's resume is much more limited because of the time off and some of the soft touches in between. But dude, Joshua's got a sneaky great resume. We forget that a lot because we've maybe because we've seen him get knocked out before. But uh, you know, the 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 last time the heavyweight division was really good before this was the tail end of you know Lennox Lewis's run there and, and his retirement in 2004 so the winner is sort of the 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 you know I mean I, yeah Vlad's run right after that but because Fury beat Vlad and then Joshua did the same the winner can sort of claim this whole period as theirs. I know that doesn't matter to some people, but it, you, know, you look back historically at the chapters in the heavyweight division, it's certainly important to have owned one of those. Um, this isn't Social Justice Wednesday, Luke, but we do have a quick throw to a little tweet exchange yesterday between Anthony Joshua and Tyson Fury. Here's AJ, Luke, getting out early with a great modern-day fighter, Will be able to compete in any era, and it was a good excuse to put up shirtless pics of his six foot six frame. Luke, you got to give him credit; his body is a wonderland, right?
1: Bro, he is, he is. What do they say? Peeled, yoked, jacked, bricked up. I mean, all that shit, bro. He is, he is. Uh, you know, as they said, I one time I saw who was it? Jimmy Lang. I told you we went to a Jimmy Lang fight at the then Patriot yes. Center, and there was a dude on the undercard whose nickname was "Cut Up from the Butt Up." Bro, he is, he is he is cut up from the butt up. <laughs> that, that's up there with uh,
0: Rock Hard Mighty, Mason Menard, and uh, what was the best nickname? Uh, Juan Lascano had the uh, Hispanic Causing Panic as his nickname in boxing. That was fantastic
1: Jesus. as well. And, uh, Don't well, fear me. Respon- fear the consequences.
0: Yes, yes, that is true. Uh, Fury did, gave a nice response here to AJ. Can we play it here, Manich? He came back with uh, a great question mark. My arse. You got KTFO'd by a chubby kid who had three weeks notice. You are great at looking good on picks, I must say. Wit-woo, XXX. Uh, hilarious, Luke.
1: That's what he does. He's a troll. Uh, see, that's what I'm talking about. Tyson Fury understands. I'm going to get out there and do this in your chest, in your face, constantly until I get the fight that I want. That's what I'm talking about, BC. That's my, kind of, boxer. That's my kind of boxer. That's my kind of dude right there. You
0: know, my kind of thing is what they're doing, talking about a two-fight deal. I love that. I love that. That You know, that, that means no matter how, you know, if the first one's great or controversial, we get it right back again, supposedly, right after. So we'll see what happens there. Uh, final bit of news, Luke. Um, Shout out to Mike Perry and Coach Latore down there in South Florida, Luke. And a Miami Hospital the other day, Coach Latore gave birth to Ocean Michael Perry, a happy, healthy baby above eight pounds. Uh, Luke, Mike Perry's been through a lot of bad headlines, but including 24 hours before this birth, when we saw on his Instagram live, still don't know what happened. Him laying in a hallway bleeding, but, um, ocean Mike Perry has entered the world. Luke, your thoughts.
1: Well, I wish them nothing but the best because being a parent is, as you well know, BC, it is not easy. It can be a delight. In fact, it usually is, but it is often quite difficult. um, not sure about the name, but, you know, people mispronounce my kid's name every day, so what are you going to do? Uh, and um, I hope that Mike is okay. I don't, what the fuck did Mike do where he was bleeding like a stuck pig on the floor of some shit? I don't know.
0: Then- he he ended up putting up a video on his live thing that has been, you know, a, a sense evaporated of him in the uh, ER getting... Uh, getting. I don't know. There, there was a, a glass door with a with a hole through the glass, and then his ankle, or his calf muscle area was like badly cut, Luke.
1: By the way, uh, you want some breaking news? Not MMA related, but kind of kind of important.
0: Is it more important than, than Ocean Michael Perry entering this earth?
1: No more, no less. But as one person enters the world, another one leaves. Uh, legendary Hall of Fame uh, Dodgers manager Tommy Lasorda has died.
0: Oh, I love that man. Yeah. I remember love his, that.
1: Remember his Slim Fast ads from the 80s and 90s?
0: Yes. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Um, I saw him in a really weird sequence. Uh, Brett Okamoto and I were at uh, UFC 199 in L.A., and we got back to the hotel lobby, you know, drunk as a skunk, and I was sloppily looking for some food. Uh, Phil Murphy of ESPN was there as well. And, Luke, I led us into the uh, only place open in the lobby, the pizza, which had some really gross, like, left out for a long time slices. And they were like, no, we're going to go back upstairs. I'm like, dude, I'm going to eat the crap out of this and you're not going to stop me. Guess who was in line behind me? Tommy Lasorda with a handler. He was getting the same meal I was, Luke, all right? And, uh, and, uh, you know, tip, tip of the cap there to the old skipper, all right?
1: god bless him 93 years old he had a good run dude he had a he good had a great run.
0: run he had a great run uh I, I still hate him for the 88 dodgers beating the mets but uh what a what a great run that man had all right he was fat the whole time even with the slim fast
1: commercials right? i know he never really got thin but then he'd take his shirt off and like throw from the mound and that old bastard still had a little bit of mustard on those things you know what i'm saying like yeah, tommy tommy saying. could still do what he needed to do
0: yeah. T- Tommy like wingy. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, Luke, we uh, let's transition out of the news cycle there. Shout out to Ocean. Uh, we wish you well. I Actually, you know, seriously, uh, we know a lot of guys, Luke. Maybe you're one of them who maybe were crusty a-holes for a lot of their life, but they had the first kid and they, you know, they they figured out what was important and they got they got nice. They got soft. They got, you know, referential. Is that a word? Reprehensible. No, they got, uh, you know. Referential
1: towards what?
0: I don't know. They had perspective on life, Luke, okay? <laughs> they had a, a word we used to say in the factory, omerta, Luke, okay? You know yeah. what I mean? What they factory, had, I've,
1: I've worked in fa- factories. What factories have you worked in? Oh, many,
0: many. Uh, so, you know, I just grew up with the smoke all around me, Luke, okay? Uh, so, you know, Luke, uh, I, I do hope that ocean changes a man. And I hope this kid has a fighting chance. All right, Luke, let's get into uh, things we're not always correct about each week. And luckily, we have plenty of this, trolls. This
1: segment is dubious, but we, we will see. Let's see. Let's see what they got. We have
0: plenty us. of trolls uh, who will tell us each time we are, in fact, dead wrong.
1: Uh, 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 uh. Uh, 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 uh. i was actually luke, doing sh- the song dead wrong you're doing smoke on the water but okay
0: yeah 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 fire in the sky luke all right uh that's not a 90s reference but you know the, just the same uh, remember we used to have that little thing at the bottom those those, those was a good time yeah
1: dude <laughs> they gave up on your '90s? although you have moved away from like incessant 90s references when we did one day a week you would do the '90s references like it was a fucking you know you were breathing, but you kind of moved away from it a little bit. I
0: think it's it's that the quarantine led me into a vinyl addic- addiction, and now I'm just yeah. I'm just swallowing '70s records, Luke. It's yeah. Luke, what a time to be alive in my office with the with the record player over there and the collection I've built. You know, a couple hundred. Oh, it's so it's you know I got some Boz Scaggs in the mail the other day, some smooth ass jazz pop R and B. Oh, it's so good, Luke. You know what I'm saying? That it's probably not a good advertisement for my cool level.
1: The but, only uh, way you could be wider is if if you jumped off your roof without a shirt on into some kind of table full of glass that you broke for no apparent reason.
0: Or if I smeared poop on the walls of the freaking Capitol. Look, what is like when it, here's the deal. Vandals, Luke. Okay. Bro. You know, I don't, I don't tweet out when massive bad things happen. Or I don't go on Facebook and give my opinion. Like, you know, I'm a little more reserved like that. I certainly have opinions, but you know, whatever. I'm not looking to get, I mean, how many, how many times Luke, you go on Facebook and see your uh, high school, uh, classmates getting into brawls over Republican versus Democrat in the comments. Yeah. It's like, uh, good God. Um, and certainly I was upset like you were, not as upset because you were in it when all that happened. But seriously, when I saw the tweet that they smeared poop on the wall, look, that was that was too much for me. All right? That was dead wrong, okay? I'll tell you so what, now man. I, like- is,
1: last thing I'll say on this, because I know we want to get to how this dead wrong is supposed to be a fun segment, but... I used to go to this, so there's this museum on 3rd Street, right? You guys can look this up. You can get on Google Maps and you can look it up. You can look up, it's a museum. Uh, Actually, BC, if you ever come to DC, I've never been. I've heard it's a good museum, but it's a museum strictly devoted to the history of the Bible. You get tons of religious groups that go in there all the time. Next door to it is a Gold's Gym. I'm no longer a member there, but I used to go there all the time. And I used to love working out there, BC. For one, it was an okay gym, not great, but... It was metro accessible, but the other part was I would go home on 3rd Street. 3rd Street right there between Independence and Constitution, you can look this up. This is where those guys crossed over. No, BC, hold on. Hear me out for just a second. Hear me out, please. I'm being serious for just a moment. Especially if I worked out at night. When I drove past, you drove past with the Washington Monument on your left and then the Capitol Building on your right, and it was always lit up at night and always looked spectacular and beautiful. It had a grandiosity to it. That would kind of, I don't know, inspire you, make you feel warm, make you feel good. It was just cool to see and to know that those, you know, absolute vermin went in there and did what they did. It really is just incredibly, you know, beyond um, tragic and bad for national security, uh, disheartening to say the least.
0: Oh God, I'm 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 angry. Um, Luke, I will say for. I didn't go on like an eighth grade field trip to DC like everybody else in the East coast and, you know, did all the things I, I've, I think I've only been to one time I was with a family when I was a kid and we were driving, we went to vacation to Bush gardens. I was like, you know, in the back seat with them and we stopped in DC and we went to the Lincoln thing and the damn penis thing. Um, but that's it, Luke. I haven't seen DC. I don't know your city, right? The, other, the only other time I've been there was the 2001 NBA all-star game uh, when I bought fake tickets and got chased away by a scalper. Um, <laughs> Uh, because I tried to tell the cops about him, Luke, out of anger, right? You know, And then I had to drive home and I got pulled over in Silver Spring, Maryland by an African-American Sir, police officer. Officer, I am white.
1: I do not deserve to be treated this way in so, this city. No, this
0: is what happened. Uh, I He pulled me over and his uh, African-American officer said, why are you here? He's like, this is not safe <laughs> for you. I'm like, Silver Spring, Maryland? Isn't that where Steve Francis is from? What, what's wrong with this? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Did MP,
1: MPDC... They're funny, man, because I'm not saying that they don't have their own, you know, biases or failures or something like that. But anybody who lives here will tell you, if you drive over the bridge and you go into Virginia, dude, those cops there, they'll pull you over for jaywalking. Or not pull you over, but, you know, stop you or ticket you. They, I mean, you go three miles an hour over the speed limit, they will fucking hammer you. I call them the Fairfax County haters. They're just unbelievable fucking, uh, the, just hall monitors, you know, snitches, that, that, that kind of a person. In MPDC, bro, they don't give a shit if you've got a hostage in the car. They got no, but it wasn't to like to.
0: this wasn't like reverse racial profiling where he was like, hey, hey, honky, like, let's mess with you. It was like, no, no, I understand. Uh, it was like, I, 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 this is not a safe area for you, so get out yeah, of yeah. here. Yeah, I understand. I mean?
1: This is what I'm saying. Like, these dudes, they're all out of fucks to give about what the normal protocol is or whatever. They just, they got shit to do that's much more important. You can absolutely speed in this city and they will not pull you over. Run a red light, they don't give a fuck. They just, that's not their thing. But so uh, that's funny to hear. That's funny to hear. The
0: point of my, inter- my you know, interlude here into DC is that the first time I go and really get a taste of it, Luke, and get some culture, some history, uh, it's got to be with you. Luke, I, yeah. can I hire you as my DC t- t- uh, guide here?
1: So what we'll do is when you finally get down here, when we can do it, we'll bring the camera crew. We'll do BC's guide to DC. It'll actually be yes. your guide. You know what I'm saying? I'll show you some stuff, but it's got to be your interpretation of everything.
0: Luke in B.C., Duncan out in (laughs) B.C.
1: <laughs> we'll see all the monuments and what's left of the Capitol, but we'll we we'll go to get some. We'll get burgers at Duke's <laughs> Grocery. Yes, we'll, we'll uh, son, some...
0: this is my kid, I'll bring my kids. up. like, son, this is where uh, the man with the bullhorn hat put, put poop on the wall at the Capitol. This was great. They won't. Yeah, uh, they're is...
1: not gonna let you in that fucking place. Uh, well, and maybe I'll uh, storm it,
0: Luke. Okay. They've already. Yeah, they are. Right. Do
1: they? For, uh, I guess it's for the inauguration. They've already got a barricade up on Third Street now. All the way back to Third Street, there's a fucking giant fence. That's all the way up again. I'm guessing because of uh, what happened and then the inauguration. So already it's just out. But dude, we'll go get hot dogs at La Cosecha. We'll go to Duke's Grocery. <laughs> we'll go get drinks at Little Miss Whiskey's. Uh, we'll, I'll show you that shit, bro. I'll show you that. I'll show you a good Looks time. Like,
0: there's where I I knocked out the the guy in a wife beater on the sidewalk at one time when I was bouncing. No, but that I that
1: will say great. this last story. I got married uh, near Capitol Hill. I got married at the Jefferson Memorial, okay. And then we had really? an after, yes, at the Jefferson. That's I got married badass. at the, Je- yeah, it's pretty cool. Fifty dollars, fifty dollars was all it cost. There's a rule there where you ha- you have to work through the National Park Service, and you can only have it for like two hours, and you have to set up and and that includes like setup and takedown. All all of it has to happen in two hours, and there's rules about what kind of music you can have. But if you do it in enough advance, they'll give you a permit. So they gave us a permit for it, which was fucking awesome. And uh, later on, we had a dinner, and then we had an after party at this bar called Little Miss Whiskey's. We rented out the top floor, and this person came and just tried to bust into our party. And I'll never forget, one of the bouncers, it was this crazy woman, literally picked her up by the collar and then the pants like a cartoon and th- <laughs> and th- <laughs> threw her down the stairs head first. I'd never seen anything <laughs> quite like ah, it ah. and she got up like nothing had ever happened i dude she, get this woman remember that best buy girl who was like blocking out everyone trying to steal and then dana hires her for security you i'm sure that lady is amazing get this lady who tried to jump into my party who got chucked down the flight of stairs because she has the chin of fucking prime mark hunt god it it was amazing to watch very
0: similar to that scene in get shorty where travolta throws uh uh the sopranos guy down the stairs right and then Delroy Lindo oh, said, "It's been, it's you been, don't been so know long since I've seen that." You only think you do. Uh, so, Luke, uh, yeah, can't wait to, for DC. Let's make this happen. I had another joke, I forgot it. Crap. All right, there we go, Luke. That's that. Um, do I have it?
1: We got to do dead I wrong. It.
0: I don't have it. We're in dead wrong. All right, Luke. We start off this week. Uh, BC, that's me. Said on Wednesday that Wei Li Zhang and Joanna Young Jacek had the fight of the year in. February turns out I was dead wrong Luke it was actually in March and you agreed with me in saying February that's why you're linked to this dead wrong uh, it okay. was the co-main event to the card headlined by Adesanya and Romero March 7th 2020 okay was I'll it? take the L that was I'll take the L I was there though I was certainly there but I'll Dude,
1: take the L. Dude, if you had honestly if you had told me that wasn't the same card as Stylebender and Romero I would have said false no no chance wow he I totally just... forgot that
0: Can you imagine if Stylebender Romero was even like remotely memorable compared to what happened? (laughs) Like That would have been like, oh, my God, UFC 236 all over again. Uh, Number two on the dead wrong, Luke, uh, which you corrected me in motion, so shout-out to you. I'm not sure why this is on there. But on Wednesday, I mentioned Ireland as part of the U.K. We know that Northern Ireland is not regular Ireland, and we saw many a comment of people uh, on all forms of social media praising you really in reference to how much Ireland does not want to be part of the UK. Luke, no. this is a, a drop in the bucket, a factoid in my mind. Tell me why Irish people so badly do not want to be part of the UK.
1: Well, I don't know exactly what all the political reasons would be, but they like their independence. They have their own history, their own language. Uh, by the way, the difference would be Northern Ireland, as you indicated, This sort of Belfast is. That's sort of part of the contiguous uh, uh, United Kingdom and then the Republic of Ireland which is Ireland is its own separate little island and they want to they want to stay that way player they like what they've got going on there it's a good thing and uh, God bless them The Irish I'll tell you this much less so on Twitter on Twitter I don't think this quite comes across but in person the friendliest people in Europe are Irish fact total fact especially when you're you you have you been to London before
0: no, Luke, I
1: I really haven't no? been to too many places. Bro, all right. the, the the English, kind of cold. Uh, they're not that friendly. I mean, they're kind of friendly. They're not they're not mean. But sounds they're not a lot like, like
0: Montreal, Luke. I've been there a lot. Not not people are not nice. Not nice. Yeah, at
1: all. the Quebecois they're not they're not that nice. They, the, the English are not that nice. The Irish are. Super See, they can't friendly.
0: tell that I'm one of them. That I'm a French Canuck like them. They look at me. They go, Oh, he's Lithuanian and Irish. Get that well, because
1: out. you're eating hot dogs like Kobayashi, they can tell you're American. That's the issue.
0: They probably saw the places I was frequenting on uh, St. Catherine Street there, Luke.
1: <laughs> the old <laughs> rub and tug.
0: Okay. Yeah. yeah we'll, we'll hit it up via Patreon one day. All right, Luke. Uh, uh, yeah, that was all. Oh, is, so Northern Ireland is on the same damn island as Ireland, but it's part of the country called the United Kingdom. This is correct, right?
1: So let me look this up before I get into trouble here. I'm probably dead wronging myself. Hang on just a second. Whereas
0: Ireland because is it's they have own shared borders. country.
1: Yeah, so Northern Ireland is part of the Republic of Ireland in terms of, uh, you know what, I'm actually totally wrong. Hold on. I'm I'll, You know what, perfect segment to be dead wrong. I had it in my brain the wrong way. There is the whole country of Ireland, or the whole island of Ireland. The northern part of it is Northern Ireland. That is part of the United Kingdom. But part of that island is the rest of Ireland, Dublin, the whole thing, and that's the Republic of Ireland. So my bad, Irish people. I had something happening in my brain that wasn't working but at least so, I corrected it during Dead Wrong.
0: So if you're from Northern Ireland, if you're Carl Frampton, right? Yeah. And you're from Belfast, you're, you you're, your native country is the United Kingdom, but you're Irish. Like, he's as Irish as Tyson Fury, or as, sorry, as Conor McGregor is, right?
1: I think that's how it works. Remember when Reebok got in trouble because they made that, uh, they made like this Irish MMA shirt or something, and it actually had carved out Northern Ireland and all the Irish people got super pissed about it. Even John Cavanaugh had said something about it. So I think I definitely feel like I think they're citizens of the UK, but they definitely consider themselves culturally, which you you can understand uh, Irish. So I want to apologize to everyone in Ireland for getting that wrong, including the Northern Irish. I fucked that up. I
0: I corrected myself, but Tyson Fury, obviously of Irish descent, born in England, Irish traveler, all that. Got it. All right, Luke, let's roll on here. Uh, You went pretty hard on multiple episodes about... How only losers wear weightlifting gloves. In in fact, Luke, and I am one hundred
1: percent right about it.
0: Your specific quote was that no professional bodybuilders ever wear gloves. Well, we had a viewer chime in and say, "Hey, Luke, perhaps the greatest bodybuilder of all time, eight-time Mister Olympia, Ronnie Coleman, always wore gloves." Big old Gray was dead wrong. Oh, when he says, "Coffee and stevia while blasting, face the pain is life."
1: Okay, first of all, I can find just as many clips of Coleman lifting without gloves. Number one, no one else from his era or this era uses gloves. Not Buendia, not Big Rami, none of these fucking guys. In fact, I can't find anybody on fitness Twitter or fitness Instagram that uses gloves. He did use gloves on occasion, that is true. He is Let me the consult the good book here, Luke. Uh, he is the only one. Schwarzenegger didn't use gloves. Fucking Franco Colombo didn't use gloves. Nobody uses gloves. It's so fucking wrong. Coleman got away with it because he was such a ridiculously good bodybuilder. He was the only one. The exception that proves the rule. Y'all can lick on my bees. How about that? All right. Well, another,
0: a, a second viewer wrote in and said, Luke is dead wrong that there isn't a reason to wear gym gloves, and here's their re- their response: Nickel allergy is one of the fastest growing sensitivities <laughs> in Western nations for unknown reasons. Nickel and other cheap metals are often used in lifting and gym equipment, and that can cause reactions to people with nickel okay. allergies.
1: All right, listen: if you have spina bifida and your ha- or you have nickel uh, allergies and you have weak, you know, constitutions, yeah, maybe gloves are for you. For ninety nine point nine percent of people, they serve utterly no purpose so stop being wrong
0: wow so this is a reverse uh, double cross dead wrong back on the viewers so bc I, bc
1: seriously just google top 10 power lifters top 10 weightlifters, top 10 body lifters i don't give a fuck what comes up go find their instagram and show me them one time using gloves it doesn't happen they don't use gloves ever straps yes figure eights maybe gloves no
0: and gags yeah probably afterwards right remember that really weird clip in that arnold documentary where he's talking about like you know like explosions and stuff what was that all oh
1: he's like he's like when i'm when i'm at home i'm with my girls and i'm coming all the time and then i go to the gym and i get a pump and it's like i'm coming there i'm coming all day long and i'm like wow that's quite graphic arnold you can just say you enjoy uh... going to the gym
0: Wow. All right. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Uh, Luke, let's continue with the dead wrongs. They're coming after you. Uh, you You gave a nice shout out to FM Doom passing away, which you said happened over New Year's. I countered by saying I would never heard of FM Doom, so I'm not going to speak badly of them. I wasn't dead wrong for that. What? MF? Monique, yeah, speak Doom. up. Yeah, I said MF Doom. What do you think I said? MNF? Monday Night Football? What are you talking about? I, what? MNF, oh, you said F- FM? MNF? Yeah. FM Doom?
1: Yeah. All right. Like,
0: so what are you telling me? It's, it's FM Doom?
1: It's MF, Metal Face.
0: Okay, thank you. Uh, some guy wrote in and said, hey, guys, love the show, but just a quick correction here. MF Doom did not die on New Year's Eve, as Luke He died on uh, Halloween. The news broke on New Year's Eve as his wife denounced it, I, I, but he died I, 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 I can't on say Halloween. that this
1: person's wrong, BC, because I have to double check. But I'd be very surprised if I did not put a qualifier in there because in the post on social media that was announced by his family through his account, it even says I mean, transitioned on October 31st, 2020. Or, two thousand yeah, 2020. Luke, so here's the deal. Maybe, this- maybe I got that wrong. I'm not sure.
0: Here's the, here's the deal. I'm being straight up. The guy's dead, okay? Whenever it happened. And we do this segment to, to be transparent, to have a little bit of fun. But... Okay, Steve Irwin didn't get bit by a crock. It was a damn stingray. The guy's still not also, here, okay? Also, going back to the last person,
1: going back to the last person, if you put Stevia in your coffee, you know, chances are you storm the Capitol and smeared feces all over the wall. I mean, that's the kind of person you are. You know, right. you go to a QAnon and a rally with a bear hat on.
0: We got one more, Luke, and guess what? You're dead wrong again. Uh, right. You had mentioned that uh, Jaime Escalante taught calculus in South Central L.A. It turns out he taught, he taught it in... East L.A. at Garfield okay. High School,
1: Luke. Okay. That's fair. That's a fair correction. I got that wrong. Okay, good to know. I'll let okay. them have it. Okay. Uh, they got me. They got me. Touche. Okay. Touche. Touche.
0: Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. That's it. That's it. That's, it. That's the dead wrong for the week. Uh, we normally toast tips, Luke, but yeah, I know you got a tight schedule you want to get out of here. We didn't really plan well. Uh, you listen to anything <laughs> good, Luke?
1: What am I listening to these days? I'm listening to, it as a big surprise, I'm sure. I'm listening to a lot of Vinnie Paz. I'm listening to a lot of Vinnie Pazienza. All
0: right, all right. I'm 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 balls deep on Joni Mitchell still right now. This is uh this is something I didn't expect, Luke. I avoided her because she's a, a a weird and uh, uninteresting person to me. But turns out she's an absolute genius. And I know I've said that before, but. For, for a Dylan fan like me to put her in the same category, there's something special going on.
1: Luke. Well, I'll I just tell you, you this. Care. I don't mind you listening to Joni Mitchell or virtually anybody, but if you come on this show being like, I'm in a bit of a Yoko Ono phase, you're getting replaced. I'm just letting you know now.
0: <laughs> ah, ah. Hey, I'm rocking out to some Alice, Prime Alice Cooper records that we could meet in the middle on that, right? Or no?
1: fuck alice cooper he sucks ass i have no chance listen to him my wife likes him fuck that that's a
0: that's a dead wrong on you and shout out to mrs thomas for being solid okay um all right luke uh, i don't have much more in fact i got nothing left you got anything else
1: are you doing anything for the weekend you didn't tell me
0: no uh i don't think so maybe get a hike with the family you know About it, Luke. Okay. Just relax. Just chill out. Okay. And then get ready because it's coming, Luke. Okay. It's coming. Hey, I heard a rumor that you and I might be uh, getting back together for another documentary. So if you're a fan of this show, get ready. All right.
1: Maybe there's maybe something to that. I guess we'll have to see.
0: See what the the, the future brings and the tea leaves. Okay. All right. Shout out. Yeah. To everyone. Thank you to uh, Manich for producing Gaff as well for being in our ear hole. Uh, Jay will be back on Monday with a rebuttal to his. uh... You know, if we don't end up taking the Malka crew, Luke and tracking down those two other jobbers that he attempted to get famous with uh, for No Escape and doing our own VH1 <laughs> behind the music on No Escape and maybe hiring the voiceover guy, if he's still alive from that, to finish this. Luke, uh, it's got to have a sad ending for all three of these guys, right?
1: I can't believe that they named their boy band after, like, a, a, a threat. You know what I mean? Like, uh, like this. I mean, those are the words you hear from someone who's tied you up and thrown you in the back of a car for so a someone kidnapping Someone named Ron race. Johnson. Yeah, yeah, thank
0: you, Ron Johnson, for stealing their money. And we never saw their talent really hit the full, the full, the full front, the fulcrum. The full, I think, full honestly,
1: frontal. we should do this to Jay. If Jay wants to be on the show, he needs to dress and do his hair exactly like it used to be in No Escape.
0: <laughs> I, I'm going to just guess that he still has the outfit. That he still owns it,
1: right? You, gotta, he's you gotta, got to believe it. I, I bet story. if we went to his house, he's got it framed. Like, you ever go to, like, a Hard Rock cafe, and they've got, like, memorabilia on the wall that's, like, framed and yes. shit? Yes. I, yes. I, I bet I bet he treats No Escape And like a clip from like the student newspaper where kids wrote for free for an internship on articles. He's got that framed on the wall and shit. Like this is that time I performed at a uh, a Starbucks on the corner of third and, you know, and uh, Smithfield. And uh, I got booed out, but I wanted to preserve these shoes and pants because I was really cutting a rug there on the floor
0: love it uh check out uh our interview with Paige Van Zandt on YouTube also uh we did a sit down with Rashad Evans I did on Tuesday to Mm -hmm. sort of look ahead early preview of all things UFC 257 Dustin and Connor worth your time as well and the Luke Thomas live chat getting very anti-QAnon oh that was my question Luke when we go to DC and make it look easy together can you take me to QAnon pizza over there at the Cosmo yeah Schaub said he's he's eating there
1: First of all, you should respect these people because they've, they've been fucking traumatized by what has happened. You mean Comet Ping Pong, which is the most ordinary, ping or uh, well, they do have ping pong there, but the most ordinary pizza joint ever on earth. Yeah, we'll go there. You know why? Because it's a normal place for normal people who aren't idiots. So if you're not an idiot, which I don't think that you are, you'll enjoy the pizza there. And if you ask the staff about fucking conspiracy theories, they're going to oh, chuck stop. you the fuck out because they're sick stop. of it. So
0: such an angry bastard uh did you see that the mma roasted guy got a comedy special on uh ufc fight pass did you watch it
1: actually he had a joke about not on the comedy special but on twitter about me did you see he actually i thought it was pretty good actually so no, he I was didn't. doing he was doing this bit where his name is adam hunter and i uh yes i did see that but he was doing this bit where he was like anybody just name a name for like the next 12 hours and i'll do a joke about it like it was just like this contest like you know you're freestyle like pick the topic i'll freestyle and so people were doing like Yo, Yo, Yo Romero, Luke Rockhold, Bellator, Scott Coker, all the names. Someone mentioned my, my name, and his joke was: um, uh, Luke Thomas is hated by fifty percent of the MMA fan base. The other half don't listen to him. <laughs> not too bad. Not too bad. Yeah, not
0: bad. Not bad. Not bad. I'd like
1: to see a, a like a rap battle joke off
0: between him and, and Big Brown. That could be could be some entertainment there. All right. Maybe they don't do facilitate. the same
1: kind of jokes. I don't think. All right. All right, that's fair. That's fair.
0: Um, I'm gonna. I've I've retired from comedy ever since the whole risen situation, Luke. All right.
1: Yeah, not worth it. Yeah, Dice Clay. I don't think it quite. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, uh, Brian Dice Campbell. I don't think it quite worked out for you that well.
0: (laughs) Not worth it, Luke. Not worth it. BC's like Reese's
1: like rising hickory dickory, the whole bit.
0: Uh, all right, hey! You want to wear this uh, Masvidalian cap here? Head on over to store.show.com and support what we're doing there. I guarantee the quality will blow your mind, and it will be very comfortable and make you look pretty hip as well. Uh, we're gonna get some new merch rolled out for this new year, and the rumor is the next line of merch, MK Merch 2.0. We'll have international shipping. They have fixed the glitch. They're going to figure this out. Good news to come on that. Uh, You want to try Showtime? Why wouldn't you? 30 days free. We don't want anything else from you. Just try it. Okay? You try it. This is what I tell my kids when we eat vegetables. You try it, you like it. You know, you try it, you don't like it. Who cares? You got to eat it. Eat it for 30 days. All right? You're going to love the way it looks on you. I guarantee it. Uh, Like and subscribe to all things MK. Support what we do here. Maybe Luke will put out a video this week on his own channel. If he does, watch it. Okay? Support it, please. Uh, Give Luke ideas for the future of his career when CBS fires him one day. Uh, For Luke Thomas, my name is Brian Campbell. We love you guys. Thank you for watching what we do. I've only got two words left. We out.